The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the Night Train. Episode 4, Avalanche. How can an avalanche stop the train? I thought avalanches only happened in mountains, not in Iowa. How will Dad get the train going again? I don't know, Paul. We'll lose the race to the Midnight Express if we're stuck in the snow. There's nothing we can do about it, Paul. We're not even supposed to be on the night train. It's just another thing that's happened that's not our fault. Mr. Pullman was wrong to ban us from the train. We didn't make the boiler explode, and nobody can blame us for this avalanche, or whatever it is. We were sleeping! That doesn't change the fact that we're stowaways, Paul. It's not right. But we can't let anyone know who we are. We can't let Dad find out that we're on the train. He'll lose his job. He'll never be able to work on the railroad again. Do you think Mama knows we're on the train? How could she? She has no way of knowing that. She must be worried sick. Snake's alive. What do we do? Snake's alive? Snake's alive. That's what Grandpa says when he's upset. Oh. What should we do, Edith? We can't just let Mama worry and not know where we are. There's nothing we can do. We're stuck on the train until it gets to Omaha, Nebraska. I wish there was a way we could tell Mama we're safe and on the night train. Hopefully once we get to Omaha we can. Until then, we got to see if there's anything we can do to help Daddy. And that means hiding, right? That means obeying Harold and being helpful as we can. And yes, <laughs> hiding. But Rosie and Sam already know we're here. We don't have to hide from them, right? I guess not. Just as long as no one knows that Will Mallard is our father. Yeah, I know. So we can talk to Rosie and Sam, but other than that, we just have to sit in the luggage car? That's boring! I wish we weren't stowaways, Paul. I don't like it either. But if somebody finds us, they'll blame Dad because Pullman banned us from the train. I want to do something to help Dad. But maybe the best way we can help him is by staying hidden. I don't want to cause any more trouble. We'll find a way to help him, Edith. That's our part of the adventure. Hush! Someone's outside and coming towards the luggage car. Get away from the door, Paul! I'm not getting back in the pillow car! Then just come hide behind the suitcases. Fine, I'm coming. Don't move a muscle. Edith! Paul! It's just Harold, Edith. Thank goodness. Harold, what happened? Did the boiler explode again? An avalanche of snow came down the mountain right as we approached the tight pass. We narrowly escaped being buried alive. Wow. Oh, goodness. What causes an avalanche? Oh, any number of things. A quick change in the weather. Snow can melt on top of the mountain and start tumbling down. Sometimes a big wind can be enough. Or a loud noise, like thunder. Or if they're blasting rock, dynamite can cause an avalanche. The explosion we heard. Where was the explosion? An explosion? Yeah, right before the train stopped. I don't think there was an explosion. There was an avalanche. I think that big noise was just the snow moving down. 
Sometimes when the ice is melting, there can be a big crack when it starts shifting. Oh. We should be grateful. We were lucky. Very lucky to escape from most of it. Although it did bring down enough snow on top of the tracks to completely stop the train. The crew is hard at work digging out the train as we speak. Are you gonna dig too, Harold? Yes, I am. I had to come back for the shovel. I thought you were a porter. Why do you have to help dig out the train? <laughs> Everyone has to help dig out the train, Edith. We're stuck here together, aren't we? The night train is family. Everyone pitches in. Would you let me help too, then? You're stowaways, Paul. Stay here in the luggage car. I don't want anyone to find out that you're Will Mallard's children. Harold, why did Mr. Pullman blame Daddy for the boiler explosion? Why did Mr. Pullman have to kick us off the train? We wouldn't have caused any problems. We didn't do anything at all. Mr. Pullman is just a big grouch. Now listen to me, both of you. When George Pullman is under pressure, he likes to find someone to blame. When the boiler exploded, there wasn't anyone to blame. So he took his anger out on you. That's why he prohibited you and your mother from boarding the train. And that's why no one can know that you're mallets. It's okay if they see you on the train, so long as no one connects you with your father. As long as they don't know you're his children, his job shouldn't be in danger. We don't know anybody on the train besides you and Sam and Rosie, so that's okay. You two just have to stay hidden until Omaha. Then we'll send you back to your mother in Chicago. We don't have to stay in the luggage car the whole time, though, right? We're only on the night train for one day. I want to see everything I possibly can. Paul, I think we should just hide. I don't want Daddy to lose his job. He'll lose his job if he loses the race. Anyhow, no one knows that we're mallards. As long as Dad doesn't see us, we can explore and help the crew. Harold, what do you think? Well, Paul is right. The only people who know who you are are me, Rosie, and Sam. So long as your father doesn't see you, and no one else realizes you're his children, I think we're in the clear. Because Will cannot be held responsible for you being on the train against Pullman's orders if he has no idea you're on board. We'll stay hidden, Harold. Nobody will notice us, and we can help you shovel. Please let us come with you. I don't know, Paul. That's still risky. Why? You just said that we're all one big family. I want to help. All I need is a shovel. If the passengers or crew find out who you are and word gets back to Pullman... No one will guess who we are. They'll all think we're someone else's children. Well, I suppose it'll be all right if the crew sees you. Will is working in the engine, so you won't see him and he won't see you. Harold, are you sure? The engine stalled when we hit the snowbank. Your father is trying to figure out what went wrong and how to get it running again. He won't be outside on the tracks until that is fixed. So you'll let me help dig the night train out? <laughs> all right, all right, Paul, all right. We'll give it a try. I think I have some more shovels back here. Thank you, Harold. I'll help too. I don't want to stay here by myself. <laughs> Button up your coat, Paul. It's cold outside. You too, Edith. Yes, Harold. Yes, Harold. Here are your shovels. Let's go. already up to my knees in some places. It's so cold. I hope it doesn't get worse. A snowflake just blew into my eye. We've never seen snow like this before. It's so bright. The snow in Chicago is muddy and dirty. Do you still think we can win the race, Harold? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? 
I do know that there are two sets of tracks until Ogden in Utah. But from Ogden to Sacramento, there's just one line of westward track. So we'll know the winner once we get to Ogden. Whichever train is in the lead there will win the race. When did the Midnight Express leave Chicago? Wagner planned to leave today, January 1st. We'll get an update on their progress when we reach the station in Omaha. That is, if we ever do reach it. Wow, Edith, look, this snow is as tall as me. It's taller than you, Paul. Careful. Harold, do you think the Midnight Express will be stopped by the snow, too? They're taking a more southern route to California. I don't think this snow will affect them. So if they don't have accidents, too, won't they pass us and be ahead when we get to Ogden? While there's still track, there's still hope, buddy. That's something your dad taught me. Now follow me. We got a lot of shoveling to do. This snow isn't going to shovel itself. And remember, you two, no one can know your Will Mallard's children. You're just two children on board the train, but not Will's children. Yes, Harold. I won't forget. Two incidents are more than enough for one train. Stowaways would be another disaster for Pullman. It'd be another strike against the Pullman promise. What's the Pullman promise? Safety. Reliability. Luxury. Stowaways would directly break the safety promise. It would look like the night train isn't safe. Anybody could sneak on board. The passengers wouldn't feel safe. Boy, would Wagner love that. We didn't mean to do anything wrong. I know that, Edith. I'm just explaining why we need to keep you two hidden. The Pullman promise is important for the night train. Pullman promises every customer that they'll be safe, on time, and that they'll feel like kings. Or so the posters say, at least. Why doesn't Mr. Pullman like us? He doesn't know us. And why doesn't he trust Dad? What makes you think he doesn't trust your father? When we heard them talking, Mr. Pullman was really angry with Dad. He was determined we shouldn't get near the night train. Well, Mr. Mallard runs this train differently than Mr. Pullman would. Careful, Edith. Hold your shovel up above the snow. What do you mean? Well, your dad feeds all his staff well. He makes sure that they get plenty of time to sleep. Well, Mallard keeps a tight ship. He sticks to that Pullman promise, but he keeps it with a kind hand. And Mr. Pullman doesn't like that? He's suspicious of it. Not used to it, I think. Please slow down, Harold. I can't walk fast in the snow. It's falling inside my boots. Walk right behind me, like Paul is doing, Edith. You can step in my footprints and it'll be a bit easier. Thank you. I don't like George Pullman. He doesn't seem nice at all. He may not be nice, but he did build an empire. A sleeper car empire. Not every man can do that. And if George Pullman discovers that you two are on the train against his express order, Will Mallard will never work on the railroad again. Pullman would really take away Daddy's job? Yes, Edith. And your father is an important man. We need him. He's been good to us. To me. We can't let that happen. We won't let it! This is supposed to be a race. Why are we stopped? There is nothing to see here. Nothing noteworthy or worth documenting for the generations to come after us. What was that noise? It was such a loud noise. Won't someone tell me what's going on? Outrageous. This is unparalleled, unprofessional behavior. 
I demand an explanation and an apology. Would someone get me a napkin? Where's the waiter? The train stopped so quickly, my tea spilled. What is going on? I don't think our passengers are too happy about the avalanche. Why are we stopping? We will never get to Sacramento at this rate. People told that this train would come to no good. God save us! Is it too late to turn around? I told Hendrix this was a bad idea, or this ketchup will be spoiled in my suitcase by the time we reach Sacramento. If we ever get there, I can't go around selling rotten ketchup and let the Heinz brand suffer. Where are we? I can't see anything but snow. Can't even get 24 hours of uninterrupted travel. Oh, would you all stop whimpering? Get back inside the dining car and sit down like civilized people. The biscuits and gravy are delicious. It would be a sin to let them get cold. Ladies, gentlemen, I assure you the Pullman promise will be kept. Safety, reliability, and luxury. And how would you know? Ma'am, I am Rudy Ackerman. And? I am George Pullman's head advertiser, his representative on this train. I promise you, we will arrive in Sacramento safely and comfortably. To be quite frank, if this incredible cooking keeps up, I personally hope we encounter even more delays so that I keep getting fed like a king. (laughs) Now, uh, might I suggest we uh, close up those windows and keep the cold outside where it belongs? I assure you. We will be moving within the hour. I hope so. This train has had the worst luck I have ever encountered on the railway. What is that little girl doing out in the snow with the porter? My dear! Sweetheart! Sweetie! Little girl! You there! Who? Me? Yes! You! What are you doing out there? You'll freeze to death. I'm going to help dig out the train. I'll warm up quickly. Thank you, Mrs. Smith. She's with me. She volunteered to help out here. What's this? What's going on? I was just waving to a little boy and girl who were helping the porter. It's good to see young people taking responsibility and pitching in, isn't it, Rudy? Come on, Edith. We'll go on up ahead to the front and lend a hand digging the night train out of the snow. I'm sure we'll see them at some point in the dining car. Oh, look who finally decided to show up. I'm here. I'm here. About time. We saved you some snow. Ha, you're too kind. Where's Will Mallet? Mallet, still in the engine room with Jerry. He's trying to figure out why the engine stalled and get it fixed before we try to move again. I see. Did he say how much longer it would take? He told us to keep digging the snow off the tracks. It'll be another quarter of an hour at least before the engine's ready to go. And what are you doing out of the kitchen, Barney? (laughs) Rosie kicked me out. She said the night train was in a bad enough fix that Will Mallard needed even my flabby muscles. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you have with you, Harold? Two little friends of mine who offered to help dig us out. Well, isn't that nice? None of my passengers offered to get out and help. Who are you two youngsters? Kids, this is Philip. He's another porter. Uh, Philip, this is Edith and Paul. They got a last name? Uh, yes. Edith and Paul. Uh, Edith and Paul 
Stoutfoot. Stoutfoot. Very good. Pleasure to meet you, Philip. Pleasure's all mine. And this is Barney. Barney, Edith and Paul, Stoutwood. Hi, Barney. Well, hello. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Take your shovels, Edith and Paul. Now just go on and follow Philip's example and get the snow away from the tracks. Harold, Stoutward? We're the Stoutward kids now? Sorry, I, I had to call you something. Anything other than Mallard. I like Stoutward. I'm Paul Stoutward. Now get to shoveling. Yes, sir. I can do that. Here we go now. Uh, this is impossible. There is so much snow. I can't even see the tracks. No, it's not. Faster, Edith. This is how we can help da- How we can help the night train. <laughs> That's right. You'll get into a rhythm soon enough. Uh, wow, Paul. You're shoveling faster than Bonnie. Hey, easy there. No need to go comparing me to the young blood. I'm getting faster. Oh, yes, you are. But you're still not as fast as Daddy Joe. We'll be on the tracks again in no time, thanks to you two. Who's Daddy Joe? Who's Daddy Joe? You've never heard of Daddy Joe? Hey, Bonnie, this kid's never heard of Daddy Joe. You better tell him, Philip. Let me tell you, youngster. Daddy Joe was the first and most terrific Porter Pullman has ever seen. Daddy Joe had a wingspan twice as big as Harold's and hands the size of your face, buddy. Big as my face? Yep. He could walk flat-footed down the aisles and pull the upper berths down on either side without a pause. Not only that, but he would sing while he worked and, and keep harmony with himself. Of course he could, Bonnie. Now, old Daddy Joe got stuck in an avalanche. Just like us, he grabbed a shovel and cleared the whole track before the crew could get their coats on. Wow. How could he do that? He was that strong. That fast. Wow. My uncle's wife's cousin knew him. Met him face to face. He said Daddy Joe was the quickest, strongest man he ever met. And he had the kindest smile you can imagine. Is that true? Do you know what legends are, Paul? Harold, didn't I tell you my uncle's wife's cousin knew him? A porter I met in Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe said Daddy Joe was his third cousin twice removed. Daddy Joe was as honest as George Washington and as strong as Daniel Boone. What was it he'd always say? You got to rise to the occasion for. You, you don't, don't get, get no tips to the end of the run. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? It's Sam. Nothing, sir. Don't you understand the gravity of the situation? Yes, sir. If we... Are the children out here in the snow, Harold? They're helping us, Dave. Helping you? I... I told you to keep them... Not in public, Mr. Lewis. Let's not discuss this in public. Then let's talk in private. Now! We're not trying to get discovered, Sam. Promise! Are you trying to frame me, Porter? I am trying to take care of the children in my charge. They wanted to help. Seems safer than leaving them alone in the luggage car. I'm sorry, Sam. We didn't mean to stow away. We were just trying to help. We're not telling anyone our last name. We're Edith and Paul Stoutward now, not Mallard. Very well. Mr. Milton, I do not want them out in the open like this again. Ever. What if Barney started asking questions? Or Philip starts imagining just where these children came from? You have to trust a few folks if you want to get on in life. Isn't that right, Mr. Lewis? A very few. And Philip and Barney would definitely not be my first choice. Edith and Paul need to be kept out of sight. 
I'll get them back on the train. I don't want to get Mr. Mallard in trouble either, Sam. We all want the same outcome here. Perhaps we do. Crew! Everyone! If the Pullman night train makes it no farther than 200 miles from Chicago, we will never live it down. Save your breath, shut your traps, and free this train! It's nearly 11 o'clock. We are running out of time. Do you mean we're running out of time to beat the Midnight Express? Get out alive. What? No need to frighten them, Sam. They don't know. We aren't the only train who uses this track. We can't send a signal to any train behind us. And if it comes down this track at full speed while we're still here... Sam, please. They don't need to hear that. What do we do? Do we take the train off the tracks? Unless you can lift this 600-ton train. No, Edith. We will not take this train off the tracks. I hope we're lucky. Otherwise, this will be the night train's last ride and the end of the Pullman promise. Come on, Edith. Paul, you've helped plenty and now you're shivering. Go on into the kitchen and find Rosie. Isn't there anything else we can do? Is there going to be a train crash? We have half an hour until the next train is due. There's no need to worry just yet. I think there are an awful lot of reasons to worry right now. No one ever gained anything by worrying in advance. Now go on inside and get some hot chocolate from Rosie. I don't want you too sick and sneezing, keeping me awake for the rest of the journey. You'll tell us if we're about to... Go to Rosie. She'll take good care of you, I promise. Okay. The kitchen is right behind the engine, at the front of the dining car. I know where it is. Sam showed us yesterday. Come on, Edith. I want hot chocolate. The avalanche sent down enough snow to block the tracks for a week. Is that Sam? Shh! Let's listen. Are you sure this will work? We can't just sit here and wait, Sam. We have to get through this snow. We've got the plow on the front. It's worth a shot. (gasps) That's Dad! You can't scratch like that, Edith! We've got to take care of Dad, and we can't let him see us! I'm sorry, Paul. I'm so sorry. Really, I am. I wasn't expecting to hear him, so I just... Into the kitchen! Quick! We can't let him discover us! there. I'm sorry. Hi, Miss Rosie. It's nice to see you again. Harold told us to come to you and we'd be safe. And it'd be better than hiding out in the luggage car by ourselves. And that gives you license to go hurtling into my kitchen like a tornado. No, we're sorry. Harold Milton must think I sit around all day just waiting for someone to ask me for hot chocolate. It's not like I have anything else to do. We don't want to be in the way, Miss Rosie. Honey, if you didn't want to be in the way, you shouldn't have ended up on the train with no tickets. We didn't mean to. Really. We can go back to the luggage car. Not wet through and shivering like that. You'll turn into icicles in the luggage car. We heard Sam say Dad had a plan, but it might be dangerous. How are they going to get the train out of the snow? Out of the mile-high wall of snow? I have no idea. Anyone can come up with a way out. It's Dad. He's a good boss. I hope so. That he is, Paul. I don't know how he plans to get out of this fix, but he's been on the Transcontinental Railroad since it was built. He knows the route like the back of his hand. I wish we could help him. I did some shoveling, but it didn't make much of a difference. There are still piles and piles of snow on the tracks in front of us. Trains run smoothly when everyone on the crew follows through and does what they're supposed to. Your job is to take care of yourself and be a good stowaway, Edith, not to shovel out the night train. My job is to keep everybody fed. Can I help you? I can wash those dishes in the sink if you need an extra hand. Your teeth are chattering. You're not washing any dishes. 
You two get out of those wet things and warm up inside and out. I don't need you catching a cold. We don't have a change of clothes, Miss Rosie. We left our suitcases in Chicago with Mama. Ah. Well, at least take off your coats and stockings and put them by the stove to dry. Okay. Thank you, Rosie. I can't wrinkle my nose. It's frozen. My toes are frozen. What was Harold thinking? Taking you two out there in the dead of winter, no less, sometimes? We wanted to help Dad, and Harold didn't want to leave us alone in the luggage car. We have a new pretend last name so that nobody will realize we're Mallards. Stoutward. I'm Paul Stoutward now. Will anybody else come into the kitchen, Miss Rosie? They'd better not. Not until lunchtime. This is my domain. It may be George Pullman's night train, but it's my kitchen. So, we're... we're safe? The night train is as safe as it gets. That's... that's not what I meant. I... I don't like being a stowaway, and I can't let anybody else discover Paul and me, or Daddy will lose his job. I don't want Mr. Pullman to be angry with Dad again. I don't. I just... I just want to go home. I didn't mean to stow away, Miss Rosie. Really, I didn't. I believe you. Please don't let anyone discover us, Miss Rosie. We just need to get to Omaha. Then we'll be off the night train and headed back home. You're safe here, Edith. I'll take care of you both. You are still freezing and shaking with cold. Warm up your insides with some hot chocolate. You see the pot on the stove, Paul? Yep. Use the ladle and get some hot chocolate for your sister. There are cups in the smaller cupboard. Thank you. Put your coats in front of the oven so they dry. Yes, ma'am. Do you cook for everyone on the train? Everyone that Pullman lets on the train, I have to feed. So, yes, every last one. Wow, that's a lot of food. And it's a lot of bellies that I have to take care of. And believe me, I hear every complaint that comes back to this kitchen. The potatoes were undercooked. The mashed potatoes were overcooked. The lamb stew, well, no one complains about the lamb stew. Barney does an excellent job at that. Barney? Oh, we met him outside. He works in the kitchen? Barney makes lamb stew whose aroma calls everyone to dinner all on its own. Can I help you with anything? I'm not so cold anymore. I can wiggle my toes. What's in the bowl? Cake. Once those men come in from shoveling out the train, they'll need something to pick their spirits up. And Cake picks up their spirits from a calamity just fine. What does calamity mean? Calamity? It means a disaster. Like the avalanche? Yes, sirree. This avalanche is definitely a calamity. Most especially because if we keep getting delayed, we are in danger of running out of groceries. Oh, no! Can you really run out of food? This kitchen is jam-packed. We're feeding 36 passengers, 17 crew, and two stowaways each night. We have to pick up fresh food at every station to have enough. What we have now will go quickly. Mark my words. That's a lot of work. If we get stuck out here in a snowdrift, my cooking is not going to be worth the Pullman name for long. There's only so much you can do with stale bread. Harold says if we aren't moving by 11.30, another train might smash into us. Did he? Well, now, I hope they get us out of this snow before that occurs. Have you been in a train crash before? No, but I haven't been a train cook for too long. This is my longest and farthest trip I've taken. Why'd you want to work on a train? My big sister Abby, that's Harold's wife now, 
Brought me up to Chicago seven years ago when I was 16. Abby wanted me to marry a railroad man. The most respectable husbands you can get, Abby always said, are Pullman or Postal. Abby got herself a Pullman man, and she wanted me to do the same. <laughs> Trouble was, I fell in love with a railroad instead of a man. <laughs> Why? Because trains move fast, Edith. I like speed. So long as I'm on the railroad, I'll never get stuck. I'm always moving. So when they said this night train was going to California, well, I was on it before you could flip a pancake. I want to see all the places Daddy has been to while he was laying track. That's why I wanted to come on the night train so badly. I want to see Salt Lake. Oh, I do too. I want to see the mountains and the rivers and the great, great plains. I want to see all the places I've heard about. Too bad we're getting off at Omaha. We won't be able to see any of it. I wish the train would hurry up and get to Omaha. We need to get home quickly. Mama doesn't know we're on the night train. Oh, she must be so worried. We'll get you home as quickly as we can, Edith. And please, just call me Rosie. I'm more your big sister than your elder. Come on over here and help me make this peppermint chocolate. I'll pour the chocolate onto the pan and you sprinkle the peppermint chunks from that bowl on top. I'd be delighted to. Thank you. It's 11.15. Dad said he had a plan, but nothing's happening. We're still stuck in a snowbank, falling behind schedule, and Sam told us that terrible things can happen when a train is even a little bit late. Did he now? But Rosie, we're a lot late. The explosion back in Chicago, and then the avalanche? Do we even have a chance of winning the race? Well, I sure hope so. I don't want to lose to a skunk like Webster Wagner. Why did you call him a skunk? Because he's a skunk. You don't like him? Webster Wagner doesn't hire people like me. People like you? Black people, Edith. Or women, for that matter. What? Why on earth not? Wagner doesn't think we are strong enough. Says that we couldn't stand up to the stress of railroad life. That's just not true. Darn right it's not. I'd like to see Mr. Wagner try and feed a whole train. I'm sure glad there are men like your father. Bosses who know their workers and respect them, too. Do you know what your dad does on this train? He makes it run? That's not all he does. He's the manager. He makes sure everybody does their job and the train gets where it's going. Your dad. Your dad has made a space where we could be a family here. Where we could be safe. On this train. All of us. That's what Harold said. The night train is a family. Now, your dad is no softy. He pushes us hard. He's a railroad man, after all. And Harold, well, Harold and he sometimes have heated disagreements, you could say. But at the end of each day, your dad has our backs and we have his. And Wagner isn't like that? Not all the Pullman trains are like that. Not every Pullman train treats their staff with dignity like your dad does. Though George Pullman's trains are certainly better than Webster Wagner's machines, your dad's something special. We're all grateful for him on this train, and he's grateful for us. I'm going to be like Dad when I grow up. I'm going to hold you to that, Paul Mallard. It's 11.20. Daddy! Where is he? He's right outside the kitchen next to the engine. Hush now. Keep still. We go now, or we wait like a flock of sitchin' ducks for the next westbound train to come up behind us. 
We're miles from a station. There's no way to warn the other trains about the snow. You want us to push through the snowbank? The engine is fixed and ready. Are you sure the engine won't stall again? I'm sure it's worth a try, Sam. If it does, we'll be no worse off than we are now. We're a passenger train, not a snowplow. There is no way we can dig every inch of track out in time. We have to take the risk. I don't take risks. Well, I have to, Sam. We don't have any other option. We're not safe here. I don't know what's happening. I've never encountered an avalanche like this in Iowa before. I don't like it. We need to get moving again. The race is on the line, and our passengers aren't happy. We at least have to try. I suppose you're right, sir. If we ram full speed through the snow, we'd have a chance. It's your call. I'm making it. We've got one shot at this. We have to make it count. Call the crew. All aboard! Come on, men! All aboard! That didn't sound good. Is it safe? Are we going to be all right? I... I trust your dad. Oh, I need to get everything secure here. If we're about to ram through a wall of snow, we can't have anything loose in the kitchen. Edith, take the cake out of the oven and put it in the sink. Use these oven mitts. Why in the sink? It'll keep it from sliding onto the floor. Gotta turn off the oven and put the hot chocolate pot in the cabinet. Paul, put the top on the pot for me. Yes, ma'am. Rosie! Rosie, somebody's coming! We have to hide! Hide! Under the sink! I'll stand in front of you! Okay! Rosie, we'll be moving in two minutes! Sam? Paul, what? We don't have to hide if it's Sam. He knows we're on board! Paul, what are you doing here? Keeping track of time and drinking hot chocolate. The kitchen is under control, Mr. Lewis. It better be. It's 11.23. Is it... is it going to be a big jolt? Will the train be okay? I'm not sure, Edith. I've never heard of a train doing anything like this before. Put these tins in that cupboard and close it shut, would you? What do we do when the train hits the snow? See this bar? You slide between the wall and the bar and hold on tight. Okay. It's 11.24. We can do it. Dad can do it. I've never rode a train through a snowbank before. Whew. May the good Lord protect us all. Here we go. Look, Edith. Look, they're going into the snowbank. All I see is snow. We're inside it. There's snow as high as the windows. The snowplow can't push all of it away. We better hope it can. I don't want to watch anymore. Are we stopping? We're still in the middle of the snow. What's Dad doing? Angel of God, Dad's guardian dear, to whom God's love commits him here, everless day be at his side, to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. Did the engine stall? It's too quiet. What are they doing? They have to have a plan. I wish they'd get it over with. Why doesn't Dad move? We can't just wait. We can't be stuck. It's the night train. It's not just any old train. We're moving backwards. Why are we moving backwards? We're going the wrong way. Breathe, you two, breathe. It must be part of Dad's plan. Why would Dad want to move backwards? We have to get through the snow, not go back to Chicago. I don't know. But he said he had a plan. I know what Dad said, but why are we... Ouch! What? We're, we're going forward again. We're going forward. We're going to crash into the snowbank. Dad's going to ram right through the snow. 